Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Life Study emphasizes the capital L life that can be found in the scriptures. Jesus himself said in John 6:63, "The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life." This is the fruit of over 70 years of ministry by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Watchman Nee began his ministry in China in the 1920s and it continued until his imprisonment and eventual martyrdom in the 1970s. Witness Lee brought this ministry to the United States in 1962 and began speaking these life study messages in 1974, completing it in 1995. To find out more, you can visit our website, lifestudy.com. Again, that's lifestudy.com. Now, let's join today's program. There is a small village just outside of Jerusalem called Bethany. It was the home of two sisters named Martha and Mary, who not only loved the Lord Jesus deeply, but were compelled to serve him as well. This should be the case for any true lovers of the Lord Jesus. After we have experienced his undying love for us, we should not only love him in return, but be filled with the heart's desire to serve him. Bob Danker has joined us as we come to the little house in Bethany today, a very precious and sweet portion of the Gospel of Luke, isn't it, Bob? Yes, Chris, it is very precious and very sweet with a very, very important revelation and lesson for all of us who love the Lord and desire to serve the Lord. The word today, the message today, Bob, uh, relates to the matter of serving the Lord, as you just said. The Lord comes to this house in Bethany where he's received by these two sisters, sisters in the flesh, Mary and Martha. And the revelation that we get today from this story is a perfect fit to uh, what we saw with the Good Samaritan, isn't it? It is, Chris. Uh, In the account of the Good Samaritan, we can see the Lord in his compassion and love for sinners. In that parable, the Lord is portrayed as a man in his humanity. But as those who have received and experienced the Lord's love and compassion and his salvation through his love and compassion— Surely we have a desire to love the Lord in return and to do something for him, to serve him. So this account at the end of Luke 10, which follows the parable of the Good Samaritan, portrays the Lord, Jesus, as the Lord and the master of all his believers who are his servants. And this gives us important lesson on how we should serve the Lord as our master after we are saved by him. Well, this house is to become a very important fixture in the remaining days of the Lord's earthly ministry. He has now journeyed from Galilee through Samaria and has arrived at Jerusalem where he knows what awaits him is the matter of death and resurrection and the cross and a very critical point in his ministry. And he takes refuge, doesn't he, in this house. And this house becomes a place where he spends a good deal of his time, even though he is fulfilling the obligation to come to Jerusalem. Say a little bit about Bethany and what was his experience there. Well, of course, Bethany was the place where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived. And these were three lovers and seekers of the Lord. They appreciated the Lord so much. They received him. They were one with him. And it was a wonderful place for the Lord to lodge and take refuge. 
as he was preparing himself to be crucified. He would journey into the city of Jerusalem during the day, and there he would face the chief priests, the scribes, the lawyers, and so forth, who would examine him, and then he would go back out to Bethany at night and be with his lovers, who were very one with him and very sympathetic toward him. Well, specifically, we want to look at these two sisters today, Martha and Mary, uh, both loving him, both with a desire to serve him, but as we will see, they take a different way, the one from the other. Let's look at a couple of these verses in Luke chapter 10. Verse 38 says, Now as they went, he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to his word. And if we go on in verse 40, it says, But Martha was being drawn about with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, does it not matter to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to do her part with me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but there is need of one thing, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Boy, Bob, I can relate to those words. You are anxious and troubled about many things. How often do we get caught in this trap? This is the story of our human life. Before we were saved, and unfortunately, still after we are saved by the Lord, we still have many anxieties and many things that trouble us in our Christian life. But the Lord, as he did to Martha, is always faithful to point us to the one thing that is really needful, and that is what Mary discovered. Let's go to Witness Lee. It is very interesting to see that Luke put another case right after the parable of a good Samaritan. There is the record of this man's Savior received into a home. And that home was in Bethany. That was Martha's home. What is the connection between these two cases? The connection is this. After we've been saved by realizing the Savior's compassion and love, we should serve Him. To be the saved ones, we should realize the Savior's compassion, and love. But now, we become the serving ones. When we serve him, we should realize the Savior's desire and preference. Don't serve him according to your opinion, according to your concept, according to your understanding. You must serve him according to his desire and his preference. Here are two sisters, one by the name Martha, trying to serve the Savior according to her kind of realization. She realized that the Savior, after a long journey, surely need to eat, right? And she was busy in doing this, in doing that, in doing a lot of things for the Savior. Let me check with you. When the Savior came into such a home, what he desired to have? He desired to see his saved ones listen to him. To know what was on his heart. What was his desire? He surely wanted that his lovers 
would be concentrated to listen to his speaking. We all have to know that it was after this that Mary prepared ointment to anoint him before his death. How Mary got to know this? I believe it was due to her listening to the Savior's speaking. She got to know the Savior's desire, and she got to know the Savior's preference. Bob, I'd like to pick up this uh, last word that he spoke here. This is the same one, Mary, the one sitting at his feet listening to his word that later uh, the marvelous account we've talked about before, we'll come to it again before we're done with this life study of Luke, but where she breaks the alabaster box, her prized possession, and covers the Lord with the most precious uh, thing that she possesses, this ointment, and this story is such a a marvelous one. This is the same one, the connection here between what uh, she eventually does is an outpouring of her love to the Lord and how her service is really uh, characterized. Why don't you pick up this matter? At this point, the Lord was preparing to carry out his all-inclusive redemptive death. In Jerusalem, It was six days before he would actually be crucified. He had already spoken to his disciples about his intention to go to Jerusalem and what would happen to him there. So they heard the word that he had spoken, but somehow this word didn't really get into their heart. So when he came to Bethany after a long journey, Martha assumed... I would say, Mm -hmm. with a very good intention that the Lord needed something to eat. So she busied herself with many preparations to get the food ready. Uh, On the other hand, the Lord didn't seem to be that interested in eating. What seemed to be on his heart was just to have a time to spend with his lovers and to open his heart to them and to let them know what was in his heart. Well, it was difficult for them to appreciate the Lord's desire So they were concerned for many, many things. And Martha is just an example of this, how we are not knowing what the Lord really wants. We still have a good intention to do something for him. But Mary was more sensitive, and she was more open to the Lord and what was in his heart. She was not filled with her own ideas and her own uh, thoughts about what she should be doing. She paid her attention to this one whom she loved, and she simply sat at his feet and listened to his words. And, of course, his words reveal what is in his heart. Whatever the Lord spoke surely opened his heart to them. No doubt the Lord continued to speak to them about his coming death. And based upon this speaking of the Lord, Mary realized that she needed to do something to anoint the Lord in preparation for his burial. This Uh, anointing that Mary carried out in this little house in Bethany touched the Lord's heart much, much more than Martha's running around trying to fix some food to meet his physical need because he was so burdened about this matter of his coming death in Jerusalem. But it seemed like those who loved him didn't share his burden, but one did. That was Mary. And this is a marvelous thing. This sister Mary had such a love for the Lord and a willingness to drop everything just to listen to what he was saying, to know what was in his heart. Mine, Bob, 
we first uh, saw the Lord Jesus trying to speak this kind of word to his disciples when they were up at uh, uh, the Mount of Transfiguration there at Caesarea, and uh, he repeats himself again and again. And as you pointed out, none seemed to hear this part. They heard many other things, and they got excited about a number of things, but they were all very dull of hearing, as we also tend to be when it comes to the matter of the cross and experiencing the death that Christ was about to experience. But save this one, this very blessed one who experienced him in a very, very precious way. So the point of her experience is that the real service may not be what we consider so important. Isn't that right? That's right, Chris. We have our idea of the important thing that we should do for the Lord. But at this point, the Lord's desire was to accomplish his all-inclusive death, and he wanted his disciples to be one with him and to join him and participate with him in this death. Actually, the Lord Jesus died for us, but even more, he died with us, or we died with him. But it's hard for us to hear this kind of word uh, and and open ourselves to the Lord's desire that we would participate in his death with him. We would be one with him to die with our Savior. Well, let's uh, join the scene once again back in the little house in Bethany. The most precious thing is not to act, to work, do human things, but just to be silent. And listening to his word, then you know what is his desire and what is his preference. In Bethany... At that home, what was on the Lord's heart was this, that he was going to die. He wanted that all his followers would drop their doings, would just go with him to be killed, to be crucified. But the brothers were busy while he was on the way to Jerusalem to die. The brothers were busy. They were busy in what? They were busy in quarreling who would be greater. They were busy to call the fire down from heaven to burn people out. These were the brothers. They were being this way. Then how about the sisters? The leading one was by the name Martha, taking the lead to be busy, busy in coaching. Only one among so many was not busy. That was Mary. She was not busy. She was just calm, sitting with the Savior, listening to his talk. So she got to know what was on the Savior's heart was that he was going to die. He told his disciples three times about his going to die, but they didn't have a ear to hear. I believe Mary heard the word of the Lord concerning his going to die. And she took this word. So, after this, she was considering and waiting for a chance how to anoint him before his death. Uh, Bob, I just like the fact that we're lingering here. And you can almost sense the ointment, can't you? The fragrance coming out of uh, Mary in her service. He began this portion with just these words I, I made note. 
the most precious thing is not to act, to work, to do so many things, but just to be silent and listen to his word. How about that for a pattern of our service? This is a marvelous pattern, Chris. And actually, this pattern was already set up by the Lord himself in his service for three and a half years. He was God's slave, God's servant. And he came not to do his own will, but to do the will of the one who sent him. So, as we read through the Gospels and we see all the wonderful things the Lord did, no doubt he was quite busy. And in one place, at least, it says he was so busy that they didn't have time to eat. So the work was very pressing on the Lord. Yet there are a number of accounts where the Lord deliberately left the crowds, left all his activity, Mm -hmm. and went away Mm -hmm. to spend time with the Father. In a sense, to be silent, to be calm, not to be occupied with anything, and just be with the Father. No doubt in those times, the Father opened his heart to him to show him what was his desire, what was his preference Mm. for the Lord's service to him. The Lord himself is our pattern as a serving one. And according to this pattern, it shows us that the most precious thing to him is not our busyness in doing so many things, but in our taking the time to spend in his presence with calm, quiet heart to let him speak to us and open his heart to us so that we can serve him according to his desire and according to his will, not according to our concept or our preference. Bob, it seems that if any of the disciples really had a full understanding of what was about to happen as he had been trying to tell them, they all would have sought an opportunity to pour something out upon him in the final hours. But only this one, and yet there's really no other account of any of the others taking this kind of time, as you said, to be quiet, just to sit and hear him. And I cannot help in this uh, program we're doing today but reflect in my own life how little opportunity I take uh, for that very most important activity. Of course, we all have our time with the Lord, but to be able to calm and stop everything happening just to hear him. I have been touched deeply by this fellowship so far. And so have I, Chris. I am no different than anyone else. The The pace that we keep today is quite busy and tense, but we must find the time. We must take the time to be with our Lord in calmness and quietness, to hear him speak to us. In our uh, final section today, Bob, we're going to see uh, Witness Lee revisit a little bit these two stories, the story of the house of Bethany on the heels, so to speak, of the account of the Good Samaritan. And it's, uh, again, a very enlightening connection between these two. Let's go back to Witness Lee. So, these two cases, one shows us the Savior's compassion and love for our salvation. The other shows us his desire and preference for our service to him. This means to leave your natural man on the cross. Don't do anything for your salvation and don't do anything for your service. You must be left there on the cross. Then you will know his compassion and love for your salvation and his desire and preference for your service to him. 
Now, one more point I'd like to point to you. Don't think the meaning of Mary is very excellent. Mary means rebellious. Quite meaningful. Many sisters like to call yourself Mary. The word Mary means rebellious. It's not a pleasant word. But listen, Mary was a rebel, but she became a submissive one. Not only submissive to the Lord's compassion and love, but also to his desire and preference. So, in the New Testament, she was a unique one who did one thing that touched the Lord's desire to the uttermost. And she was set up an example for all the followers of the Lord. We all have to be like Mary in serving and following the Lord. But don't forget she was a rebel. Yet by his compassion and mercy she was made a submissive person loving the Lord, serving him according to his desire and according to his preference by what he is to her. This is the right way for us to be saved and to serve him. Well, Bob, this Sister Mary, she had a realization of who the Samaritan was and and who the beaten and uh, left for dead one was, and she realized uh, the kind of care she was receiving from this one. And it brought about a kind of service and a condition in her heart that we all need to replicate, didn't it? That's right. Uh, Witness Lee so marvelously points out here that Mary was a rebel. She was just like all of us. Right. Uh, This is what we all are, rebels uh, rebelling against God. Then through the Lord's love and compassion, we submit to him and allow him to save us. And the way to be saved by the Lord is to do nothing but to go to the cross and be crucified. When we believed in the Lord, whether we realized it or not, we were joined to him and we were one with him in his death and in his resurrection. We stopped. We stopped ourselves and we opened to him to receive him as our Savior and our salvation. Now that we go on with him, we want to serve him. How can we serve him? Exactly the same way. We should simply stop all our doing, all our thinking, all our inward activity and outward activity and go to be crucified so that we can receive, again, something from him to indicate his desire and his preference for our service and also receive his supply by which we can accomplish what he desires us to do. So it's a marvelous, marvelous picture here. And it all centers on the Lord's death, the Lord's death. The Lord is preparing to die. Now he wants a group of people who will simply join him and be one with him and be terminated, crucified, and then resurrected with him to live in resurrection together with him to carry out his desire and his preference, his will on this earth. Um, As we were listening to his speaking there about this rebel Mary and uh, the transformation that she underwent, I was thinking of a hymn, a well-known hymn, the verse in it that says, He maketh a rebel a priest and a king. He hath bought us and taught us this new song to sing. And of course the chorus, Unto him who has loved us and washed us from sin, 
Unto him be the glory forever. Amen. Good point to end on, Bob. Wonderful point. Thanks for your fellowship. It's a pleasure to be here again. Well, we uh, would like to leave you with our toll-free number. We hope you've uh, been brought into the same enjoyment of the Lord Jesus and his death and resurrection that uh, Bob and I have today. Please give us a call. We'd love to fellowship with you about your experience of the Lord as it's uh, being increased and enhanced by these Life Study messages from the Gospel of Luke. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. For Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Weil. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America, and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.